you're just entering darkness. Oh my God. Chocolate darkness, city. You can't, see. you can't see anything. The only light is to the light to the bathroom. Chocolate city. Yeah, Somebody because, you touch because you. Is it, it a guy? Was, is it a girl? What I don't get, what I really don't get is one, the darkness. We're all black. Why is this necessary? Why would you? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Not everybody there was black. Esther. There Esther. was like the, there was the occasional Esther. Caucasian. 98% of people in that room were black. Why are we dancing in darkness? So that you could... So children that of you God. We're not, they're not children of God. Not everybody in there is uh, a child of God. That's we're why all they children of God. So that hopefully if they're there in darkness, God will see you doing the things that you're That's doing. That's the worst part. <laughs> we're in the darkness. And we're thinking, oh, oh nobody can God. see us. We can all see each other. Even though it's no, dark. Can, I couldn't see that You can't well, see people's bro. faces, but you can see the gesticulation. You can see bodies. That's the but problem. But because there were so many bodies, like... I don't even know. I'm trying to feel like to find a way to describe this experience to the li- listeners. It was, no it was, it like was a, invasive. A giant it was invasive in a way that you don't realize, you don't realize it was invasive until after you have left in some situations. Like, you'll be there. Somebody will touch you. You don't know if it's a guy. You don't know if it's a girl. You don't know if it's someone just trying to get around. Do you not remember? Didn't I tell you and the story we paid, about... No, we paid, and we paid. that place. Like Mugus. Like Mugus. We, used, we wasted money like this. Just to enter a, a dark room. Those men are weird. Not not you, male listeners. Not all Y'all men. Are great. Not all men. Y'all are fabulous. <laughs> Keep doing you. We love you. You know what? Buy a smoothie on me. Go off, King. Go off. <laughs> Plus, the it was one. I mean, it was ability. one of the only options of a place to socialize with other black people. With other black people, but which then is unfortunate. When I found out about the stuff at Harvard, I immediately less and less is a dub. Let's yeah. stop going there because the Harvard the Harvard parties were more fun. They were more fun. They were lit. I was going to say like, you could actually physi- see. You could actually, you actually see, see other not people. Lit, not, not the lit, slang. Like, mm, no, they no, were physically lit. There was lights. There was lights. Not lit. There was lights. And they were not saying there was lights, as in there was electricity. <laughs> you know, that's very confusing. You can't say it was lit because then the Americans think you're talking about like, the energy even that's in the room. Grammatically correct. No, right. There was no, lights. but like, but you see what I mean. You can't say it's it was lit because then somebody will say, "Oh, you're talking about how fun the party was." That's yeah. one slang. Yeah. But then you also can't say there was light because then Nigerians between there be like, ah, "Isn't that is that not light in your school?" <laughs> not at the chocolate city parties <laughs> there were not many of those. not my circles not my circus not my monkeys i'm i'm good girl yo we need to talk about how i don't know if this is on your tiktok but on my tiktok lately you mean my I know, instagram I like reels? we keep talking about my instagram reels because i don't mm-hmm. have a tiktok because Neither i don't do live I. for the data i don't live for the their data privacy you nope. know, maybe that's the engineer in me. Instagram has already taken my information. So yeah. let me just Let's keep deal it like with that. the devil I knew. But lately, I've been seeing these trends of everyone just like disrespectfully saying things. So you mean say like things. YouTube? No, no, no. So you know how, you know how sometimes like guys will be like, oh, respectfully, like, I know oh, that you got my a man. God. <laughs> But I would still like to hit at you. No, no, no. Now they're People saying disrespectfully. Disrespectfully, disrespectfully so that you know that they're approaching you with disrespect. In case you're wondering whether what they were I saying. I feel like you've had, had this intent. you've had this energy in you from the beginning. I love I love it so much. <laughs> disrespectfully. I, I love that you are affirming is like in case you were wondering 
if I was being rude to you, I am. I am starting, I am prefacing it as this Telling is me you this being is rude. rude. Disrespectfully. Disrespectful. <laughs> that is, yeah, honestly, Gen Z will, I don't know if Gen Z will save us all, but you know, that's. They're working out they're, here. They're doing something. They're saying the things that need to be said. Which is kind of surprising given that they, you know, they're also kind of fucked up. But, you know, but there's they, pros and cons for every generation. You know, the, I'm sure that mass shootings will do that to you. Oh, Jesus Christ, have mercy. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> because Why would you say that? Oh I'm, sure, I'm sure that having to duck Why for cover would you because there that? might be an active oh shooter God. in your school would be a reason why you're a little bit messed up. I'm going to leave that one to you. I'm just going to... Oh I'm going to put this in. I'm going to leave this in. Please make that the clip. somebody needs to hear it. Ah, if you make that the clip. Bro, at my church, mm-hmm. somebody... The, the No, it was my pastor. Because they were talking about Easter. And they're like, oh, you know, Jesus coming. And they said, if Jesus came in Texas, mm. like, and if he just, like, showed up, I oh, can't God. remember the exact story that he was referencing. But... Basically, they were talking about how, you know, Jesus just kind of, like, showed up at each of these, like, mm. the disciples' place of oh, work Oh, yeah, after he, after he was crucified, he just, like, yeah. popped up and was like, what's up, homies? I'm alive. And everybody yeah. was like, yeah, Jesus is alive. So the it was the reunion tour. Exactly. It was the reunion tour. So the pastor was like, ah, if Jesus came back and did that in Texas, there would need to be a second. There would need to be. Stop it. A second crucifixion. A second resurrection. You're not nice. And all the Texas people were laughing. You're not nice. <laughs> Are there that many mass shootings in Texas? Not just in just in America. I, I mean, mean, I guess, yeah, they have guns down there, but jeez. But I was like, the fact that we can make this joke and y'all are laughing. I laugh at a lot of messed up stuff. And I laughed at that joke because it was funny. Also, question, whenever we do, depi- we, we always refer to depiction of Jesus, like, we know he's Middle Eastern, but that's only in Jesus retrospect, right? We know, yes. like, that's only in retrospect. When we look at, like, depictions of Jesus, it's always long hair. Yes. No beard. Even though long hair. No, but that doesn't make sense. Look at any Middle Eastern man. They have nice beards. Maybe. He Why would you exclude the beard? But uh, I digress. It wasn't the beard I wanted to focus on. Why have they always got him in, like, a long white muumuu and sandals? Maybe that was the fashion of the day. How do you know that that was the fashion of the day? Because don't... uh, But everybody else is dressed differently. Everybody else is uh, dressed uh, in like a brown robe or like a green robe. You know, you have to make a fashion statement when you're Jesus. No, you don't. The whole point was that he was, he was like, he was simple. No, his fashion statement, his fashion statement was like homeless couture. His fashion statement was no statement. That was the point. Exactly. That's why he came. So why is he wearing a white robe and sandals? Maybe that's the basic of that day. Maybe that's the you know, um, what do they call norm core? Maybe mm, that was the norm, norm core, core of, the top, of the of the What's times. What's norm core right now? Just baggy jeans you, and a hoodie. Like, not, even, not even baggy jeans. Just however you see somebody's dad dressing, that's norm core. How is that's not that's not that's not norm it though because dads like have dressed the stuff. same way for at least the past eighty years. Exactly. At least. Exactly. But fashion trend, like other fashion trends, turn over every like fifteen minutes. Exactly. Normcore is supposed to be like bare minimum. What is the non-fashionable person just putting on their body? Well, according is, to Google, oh no, normcore not the definition. 
Normcore is a unisex fashion trend characterized by unpretentious, average-looking clothing. Mm-hmm. Normcore fashion includes jeans, t-shirts, sweats, button-downs, and sneakers. Okay. Clothing is considered to be normcore when it is attractive and comfortable, and it is viewed as normal by the majority of people. That's why I'm going by dads. Okay. Not moms. Because, you know, patriarchy. Not little kids. No. Because I feel like people dress their kids, little kids, like, normal. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Not necessarily. Like, like, like five-year-olds. Because when we consider what's normal, then we have to look at what is considered normal by society and who's setting that standard. Mm. Is it not white men? Hence, the white dad is peak normcore. I, I don't like that, though. That makes me uncomfortable. It's like we're trusting these dudes who don't know how to dress to be, like, the standard... For when people look back at our era, this is how they dressed. Yeah. Like hundreds of years from now, there's going to be some some chiseled statue of, of, of Jerry from accounting in his Bermuda shorts. Not necessarily. I mean, okay, this is a random tangent, but I've always wondered. Esther, all of our tangents are random. You don't need to preface it with that. That's redundant. If, whenever we look at history now, mm-hmm. we're always looking at what, like, the princes and the kings and queens of the times we're wearing so will people even care what we're wearing like of course they show like this is what the everyday people were but we don't care we walk right right past that exhibit yeah so i'm wondering if like we fast forward in time long enough where we are the people who are now in museums will we even be regarded in the fashions or will they just be looking at the jeff bezos's and the um abigail disney's of the world did you just say abigail disney yeah is that a real person She's the great-granddaughter of Walt Disney. That's her actual name? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Hmm. You learn something new every day. She's an icon to me. I love anybody who is, like, very rich, mm. but also incredibly inconspicuous. Yeah, I know. That's what I aspire towards. It's like, I want to, like, so I want to be one of those people who owns a multi-billion dollar company, but I can still go to the grocery store and nobody is going to accost me. Because nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows. Because you, you say Abigail Disney and they're like... That's weird that she has the Disney last right? name. Right? But then you they don't really, you wouldn't she, think about, think that she's oh, part of the family. You think, oh, maybe it's like a family name. Or, or like, even, or, or maybe uh, they're like distant cousins of the Disney's, but you still, you yourself would still not see that name automatically be like, that has to be a Disney. Yeah. Or if that's even, and Abigail Disney's even like on the higher, and that's still a little bit too famous mm-hmm. for my liking. I would love to be like, like Marie Kohler. Like the that, the toilet family, oh, the toilet and yeah. sink family. Yeah, nobody really thinks about them, huh? Exactly. They have bank. That is, yeah, it's a hot take. Because in an ideal world, I would, I don't, I don't like fame. We're saying this, but we're. <laughs> I'm not doing this podcast for fame. I don't know about you. I'm doing this because I like to talk. It's definitely not for fame because. It's not like we really have. We're not. We don't have social media presence like no. that. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like, uh, my ideal world would be if I were to be very rich, I would like to be very unknown outside of my field. Like, it's even like those like Nobel Prize winning chemists, for example, if you're Mm. a chemist, you'll know who they are. Like, if you see them walking down the street, you're like, oh my God, I'm a chemist. I like read, I studied your paper. Um, I looked at it for my dissertation, blah, blah, blah. Like that kind of level of like nerding out. Then okay, you know my work, I'm famous or I'm rich or I did something important. 
a niche amount of people actually know a, a small group of people actually know about it and it's niche enough that if i'm walking around no one's gonna know that's the kind of fame i would like if any fame at all but if not that then no fame i'm cool being unknown manifest your power oh lord calm down and manifest your power ah <laughs> you don't remember that song oh, did you never sing that song in church we never sang it at our church the word manifest but, is powerful but i've definitely heard that song oh lord calm down and manifest your power <laughs> okay i'll stop now there's like no there's no segue today it's just this it's just so vibes bad. it's just vibes These guys are going to think that we can't even sing no because I mean, we the way can, they manifest your power. Manifest your power, oh Lord, calm down. Meanwhile, both of us I are. Lo- meanwhile, both of us are classically trained musicians. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, calm down. Those are the best. Those are my favorite, like praise YouTube com- compilations. Whenever mm-hmm. the sopranos are manifest your oh, power, manifest, manifest your power, and then their voice is like they be singing, they be singing. <laughs> Oh Lord, calm down. Why does the voice always sound like that? <laughs> like who's why is the vibrato like that? I cried out to the Lord. He <laughs> heard my cry. Manifest your power. Oh, even, you are the pillar that holds my <laughs> life. You are the pillar. You- <laughs> okay, okay. Listeners, if you don't know that song, if you don't know. <laughs> That is a great song. I know that we're, <laughs> we're singing it a bit rough, but that is a great song. You are the pillar that holds my, my life. life. You are the pillar. You like- <laughs> <laughs> There's always one person in the choir who tries to do the runs. Bro, and then the, the rest the of the pillar. choir be looking at her like, girl, nobody asked you for all of that. Nobody oh asked God. you. Master Jesus, you are the pillar that holds my life. <laughs> yeah, there's Honestly, no segue into today's topic. It's just, it's just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Abeg Podcast. Welcome. I do to, this every Honestly. Week. Just welcome to the Abeg Podcast. Look, if you can't praise and worship as you podcast then what are you doing that wasn't a real praise and worship that was just that was an insult how dare we start by making fun of other believers no we did not make fun of them yes we we did i did you are the pillar doubling down (laughs) listeners please add this to your max of things that has done how many people has she, uh, she insulted at this point? Please, I hope you're keeping track. That so that at the end of the year, when we're doing an uh, end-of-year compilation, we'll just stitch them back-to-back, all of the different insults. <laughs> and now, I'm Nigerian, it's in my blood to insult people. Ah, can I lie? Insult is not far from my language. But anyways... But- <laughs> Oh gosh! This is so bad. I know it's what so bad. I know this is gonna this sound is so horrible. So bad. This is so horrible. <laughs> so Esther, so how are you feeling today? I beg, forgiveness doesn't mean I forgot. We sound so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> forgiveness does not mean I forgotten. Mm-hmm. Some of you people need to listen and digest that message. Yeah, today we're gonna be talking about 
forgiveness. You know, what does it mean to forgive or forget? How do you deal with the consequences of your own actions? And how do you you handle when other people are trying to reconcile for the things that they've done that have offended or upset you or personally attacked you or come for your wig or whatnot? But before we even get into there, mm. we're just going to have our little like pop culture moment that's going to tie it into As our... if that wasn't the first how many minutes of this intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, you spent the beginning insulting people. This is actually relevant to the topic of the day. Okay, sorry. So if you haven't already seen Bridgerton season two. I actually haven't. Of course you haven't. You've not seen anything. No. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to spoil it because I don't care. Okay, thanks. Okay, so spoiler welcome. alert. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to it already, then... You, you probably want to skip the next five minutes, right? Ten. Five. Ten. Something like that. Who knows? Okay. Who knows where this is going to go? Most of Bridgerton season two is unimportant for our topic today. But I do want to talk about the redemption of Edwina Sharma. Because none of these names are going to make any sense to me, but that's okay. It's not. I'm just but we're going to do a little recap. It's good. We, Thank you. Can you act as if you're one of the listeners of course. who has not watched because Bridgerton. Because I have not. Because you have not. So, mm-hmm. quick season two recap of Bridgerton, if you've not already seen it. Instead of it being Daphne, have you even seen season one? No. Can you imagine? I know. When there's no context for you. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting. I'm just, just talking to the listeners at this point. I know there was that dude on it. And then the, there was that girl. That Not. sounds so vague, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, right? you were talking so. about... Um, um, Roger. Roger. Jean. Jean-Pierre. Yeah. Something like that. that's his name. He's not even in this season. I know. Enough. I heard he's so not. So the, the girl, the girl that he was seeing, her okay. brother, his name is Anthony. That's who this season is about. That's the Bridgerton of this season. So... Essentially, you know, he's given up on love. He was seeing some mistress um, Mm. before in season one and thought that he would be happy with her. But I think she ended up not wanting to be with him because he couldn't make his mind fast enough. Okay. Anyways, fast forward to the start of season two. He has abandoned love and he's just looking for a wife and a good mother. He's not even really focusing on the love. He's like, I'm the Viscount of someplace and that's important because and so i need to find a suitable wife and mother for my future children mm-hmm. so renouncing love he ends up um waiting to see who the queen uh chooses as the diamond of the season the diamond is just this is the finest girl there's a and name for it yes there's some cult shit okay <laughs> So she, the queen refers to it as the diamond of the season. Oh, Lord. So this year's diamond, because in season one, it was um, Daphne, who was the main girl that um, Roger was seeing. Okay. So season two, it's this Indian like girl. Her name is Edwina Sharma. She's right. Actually, there's, she's I was going to say, Sharma does not sound English. No. she's She, she and, and her family are Indian. Gotcha. Um, so she... She is the diamond, the diamond of the season. Mm, of course. And I love saying yeah, that. Of course. Have a great and so Anthony has it fixed in his mind that he's going to chase Edwina because she's the diamond. <laughs> and because she's essentially like, you know, the prize cattle. Of course. And so he is basically trying to approach her and it's all boring and cringy because he's sort of into his sister, but like it's an enemies to lovers kind of thing where they still think that they hate each other even though they're acting like 
a married couple. It's all sort of confusing. Okay. But they first are like, they first genuinely hate each other. Not Edwina. Kate, her sister. Okay. So Anthony and Kate hate each other for the longest time. Until they don't. And they're like hooking up and like stealing glances and he's putting his hand on her bosom. Bosom. Titties. And it's all boring and cringy until Edwina finds out on her wedding day oh God. about the entire scandal. Oh now, I want to credit this topic to a YouTuber. I think her name is Amanda Beebe. And she came up with this concept. But it is, I, I am co-opting this. And it's essentially called the nice girl test. And for me, it's what kind, if you're going to be a nice girl, I have this archetype as well for different types of girls. If you're going to be a nice girl, there are certain tests that I'm putting you through to make sure that you're not just an archetype of yourself and that you're a fully realized character. Okay. One of the most important tests is that you are not a pushover. Like when somebody does you dirty and you find out you're not still all sweet, like you need to go the fuck off. Mm. And she does. And it's marvelous. Oh, God her and her sister there on her wedding day find out about them like uh, Anthony and Kate at this point definitely cheating um mm. on her sister Ooh. and we see Edwina have some depth because she is not here for it and even after the whole thing is sort of blown over mm-hmm. she's still not happy with her sister with I mean, Anthony for her? no not even a little bit but i think that Often with like these nice girl characters, it's easy for them to blow things over because we got to finish the movie in like an hour right. and a half, you know? Yeah, timing they let her. Yeah. They let her sit in that anger for a little bit. And I Ooh, love that. Spicy. And essentially, she does, you know, she forgives her sister because she can see that it's less about her wanting to do something maliciously, but essentially wanting her younger sister to have the life that she actually wants, Kate. Okay. So she's like, oh, I can see that what you're, you're basically doing all of this because you want me to have the best life, but I don't think it's really about me. I think it's about you giving me the best life that you actually want. Mm. And I'm just, I'm telling you now, I have freed you to go and find that life. Stop using okay. me as a scapegoat. So it's like the forgiveness isn't even... She forgives her, but not because she genuinely forgives her, but because she feels that she has to for her own personal gain. Yes. For she's like, if in order for me to move on, Edwina, me, Edwina, Mm -hmm. I have to forgive you so that I'm not holding this against you. And I'm not blocking my blessing of the actual man that I'm supposed to marry that loves me and, you know, wants to be with me. Not just because I'm the diamond of the season. (laughs) That's that's kind of fair. I get that. Right. And one thing I love is that even though she does forgive her sister, she does not rush the repentance process that Kate must undergo Mm -hmm. in order to be in right standing with her sister. Right. There's a scene in particular where she's like, oh, my gosh, like, Edwina, just tell me the thing that I must do to like earn your forgiveness and I'll do it. And she's like, look, this is not this is this is obviously paraphrased. Mm. This is not something that I'm just going to quickly forgive you from. You messed up in a really big way. Not only did you, one, fall in love with the person that you almost let me marry, Mm -hmm. but then you had sex with him. Yeah. It's a little nasty. Girl, you need to give me a beat. Time time to process. Excuse you. Like, huh? Kind of rubbish. And as Christians, we have, I think that 
we I don't want to say over preached. Actually, no. No, it's I do. You, you I do want to say it. Please. Sunday we school. Forgive and forget. <laughs> forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. We have over preached this message of forgiveness, often leaving others with the message that we are excusing bad behavior. I mean, yeah, that's what's caused so much controversy in the church to begin with. It's not just the the forgive and forget. It's forgive forget pretend it never even happened in the first place and then just never address it again again. why do you think there's such an aggressive scandal in the catholic church Mm. i mean they just passed when you're right you're right they just passed did you say when you're (laughs) when you're right you're right but they just like passed those people along to other churches and they were like well you messed up in this church so go start over in a new one (laughs) We forgive you. Now go away. So today, guys, we're going to give you Ghetto Bible Studies, the extended edition. Extended, K. Yes. My God. Because that's the Ghetto Bible Studies Oh, I guess today's, today. Yeah, the, today's is, I guess it's the whole episode is. is yes, this whole episode reflected is wrapped on this one. Around Ghetto Bible Studies. As opposed to the other ones, the Ghetto Bible study studies informing the fed into, topic. Yes. Right. Okay, no, today we're, we're diving into the Bible. It's Non-Christians... I hope you like the jokes. Ghetto Bible study. Ghetto Bible study. I told you I'll change the jingle every time we do this. I like it. Thank you. So in today's uh, Ghetto Bible studies, we're going to be in the book of Matthew, Mm. chapter 18. Come on now. Verses 21 through 35. Oh, it's a long one. It's a a long passage, but it's a full story. And I want to get through the whole story in order to explain why I feel this way and where this topic is going. Mm Because it's like, I don't want to just, you know, like, of course we're going to do what is essentially, you know, a, an extended Bible study. Right. But I think that there's a lot of good stuff that's very applicable, whether you're a Christian or non-Christian. You can, there's wisdom for everybody here today. Right. So, I read. Oh, we're reading. Oh, yeah, so. Come on. We always read, we read the Bible on this podcast. No, I know. It's just sometimes we paraphrase, sometimes we read. So I'm glad we're reading this time, though. Yeah. We wanna, I want to get into the it's full It's been a minute since we've the read the full, the full scripture. Yeah. Yeah, we usually do just, like, snippets. Mm-hmm. I like that we're doing a full, you know, we're doing a full story today. Yeah, let's do it. So, I read. She reads. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. This is the ESV version, Mm. by the way. There's another version that says 70 times seven. Right. I continue to read. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may not be, sorry, therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, One was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold, and his wife and children and all that he had and and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave the debt. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred 
denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused, and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant. Hmm. I love that. I love wicked. when the Bible I love when the Bible uses wicked. <laughs> you wicked servant. I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. Mm. So also, my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Bars. Straight bars. 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 I like, I, and I, it's been a minute since I've gone through the book of Matthew. So reading this, reading this story was very enlightening to me because I was like, whoa, there's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to that, unpack. So much to unpack. I don't even think we'll be able to do it all in this, in this uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. But what a heartwarming story. Love it. And I feel like a lot of times we stop at that 70 times 7. That's the end. We yeah. read it. Okay, let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> Just read three verses. I'll be like, cool, let's then, move on. Okay, let's pray. How many times you forgive? Not seven, but 70 times seven. The end. We forgive 490 times per person. And we move on. <laughs> and I mean, okay, if you're someone who's like, that felt like a lot of Christianese for you. Essentially, the moral of the story is that God tolerates our nasty behavior all the time. So to follow him, as we are Christians, we're holding ourselves to that standard. We need to be able to extend, extend that same grace to other people. Mm -hmm. But, but. God does not play that foolishness. Mm -hmm. If God has extended grace to you, but y'all are out here wilding, he will yank that shit right back. God mm -hmm. forgive me for, for swearing. I, you know, I don't think that's, that's definitely not the issue. <laughs> that's, that's, he that will yank it right back and show you what it feels to be treated the way you want to treat other people. So you think that you're a big guy. Yeah. You want to roll with the big boys. Stop it. You want a G? You want to bang her? You want a G with the big boys? N no, not like God that. God will show you. I think it's also that story. If anything is less, it's less about it, it's less about teaching forgiveness. It's more about teaching grace. Yes, and I think that's often overlooked in that because there's that one line about seventy, seventy times seven, seven. or seventy plus seven. And I think people often read that and they use that as a, a way to coerce people into forgiving people even when they're not ready to forgive. And again, yeah. I think it's also important to acknowledge that that passage in no way says that you must forgive happily ah. or with enthusiasm mm. or that like you must be begging them that you need to forgive them it just says that you should forgive and it's less of it's it's less of a commandment more of a call for us to reflect on what grace really means 
when you're reflecting on all that God has done for you and all the things that you've done, good and bad, mm-hmm. how he's let a lot of it just, I still love you. Yeah, I'm still walking with you. Zoop. I'm still going to love you and bless you and all of that. Despite all of the things you're doing that you're, <laughs> you have done doing and will do. Hmm. It makes it a little bit easier to be like, all right, I'll let this one slide, guy, because you let a lot of my dumb stuff slide. Yeah. But he's saying, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to do that, if you want to fight, if you want problems, not peace, God will show you problems. Let me start by saying that my God is a fighter. Ha! In case you missed the first episode of this podcast, we talk about Old Testament God energy, and that energy is not limited to over 2,000 years ago. That shit still exists. Okay? Some people call it karma. Some people call it karma. Some people say natural, um, natural, um, um, weather Come events, what, <laughs> or natural justice. You, you know? get your comeuppance. Your comeuppance. Some people call all sorts <laughs> I of love things. That word. Comeuppance. It's such an old timey Southern word. Comeuppance. I love it so much. It's such a strange word. But yeah, that that shit still exists. Hmm. Some people like to think that God is just here to be preaching love and all grace, and He is. And He is. He is. He's also telling but you he's if also you're an idiot, you... if you're an idiot, you will be called out for it. He's saying that I'm offering you the easy way of doing this. But if you want to do this the hard way, if you want problems, take no it. peace, take it. Everybody likes to talk about New Commandment, uh, New Testament God. And I get it. He's a nice dude. He's kind. He's loving. Yes. Well, actually, Jesus is not nice. But Jesus is not nice. Jesus he's is not nice. nice. Actually, not nice that's man. not even a hot take. That's something that I think people no, just, Jesus just is choose not, nice. not to pay attention to. Jesus is not Jesus a nice is dude. Not nice. Jesus, Jesus is not, is not a nice, nice dude. He's Jesus. kind. He's loving. He's gracious. Jesus is not nice. He's not nice. Regularly, people will ask him Regularly. a question. When people ask him a question and he'll be like, hey, you're trying me. And you just give them some answer that's like deep encoded with text and scriptural meanings. Ah. And they'll ask, please explain. And he'll be like, deuces. Like <laughs> the conversation about forgiveness. It's so easy to just you and you do 70 times seven and you be like, oh, God forgive. And so that's why you should forgive. God is also saying that if you if you are accepting my forgiveness, but then you want to go and now not be forgiving people. If you want to go and be out there and treating people anyhow. I will come. Don't worry. I remember omniscience. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why I was saying this passage. The passage is often taken out of context as just a reason to force people to forgive others. And like I said before, nowhere does it say you must forgive wholehearted. You must forgive happily, cheerfully. That you must do it immediately. Mm-hmm. That you will die if you don't. Which. You might actually. You might. You might die. Don't forget somebody. It's, it's like a whole. Yeah. yeah let's. We, go, we gotta go back to that one because you know stress, guilt, shame. Anyway, but um, again, it's more of a a, a a story teaching what grace is and what grace looks like. And I don't know. I feel like it's important to acknowledge that God choosing to forgive, despite all of the things that we've done, is kind of scary. It's, it's because like, it's like, do you know who this dude is? It's kind of like whenever you're guys, I I mean, I'm single, so I don't know. But when you're fighting with your girlfriend and then she stops being angry and she just starts laughing. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's that's fully it. That's, that's, it's not even like that. It's like, it's like when you're a child and you snap back at your mom and instead of yelling at you, she just looks at you and she says, "Mm mm-hmm.
I feel like we talk, we've talked about Old Testament God, but I, let's reference, let's go, let's dive in deeper into the word of God and reference some of, the, in case you know you're a non-Christian, you're like, what is this Old Testament God? What is he like? Let's talk about him. Talk about it. Talk about it. Where will I rewind? I will rewind. Hmm. I will rewind. You will rewind. I will rewind. You have to rewind Yes. So I will rewind back to Exodus 14, 14, mm -hmm. the ESV version, where the Lord will fight for you and you only have to be silent. Silent. My dear, you want to handle this uh, altercation. You want to throw hands. Two. You want it to be between us two. Because if I take this thing to God, if I pray to my heavenly father, somebody that says I will fight for you and you only have to be silent. Yeah. I worry for you. Honestly, but at that point, he said, I only have to be sad. I'm just going to sit down there. Just that it's like a, it's not just protection. Like, oh, nobody can mess with me. It's that you will fight for me. For me. If I He's want to provoke on something. My behalf. If I want to provoke something, you will fight. Yes, so. This isn't if I'm provoked. If I want to start something, you will fight too. I'm like, cool, I, let's do it. If I'm sitting and I'm righteous and I'm in right standing, he will fight. Mm-hmm. Bible backstory. So God just brought the Israelites out of Egypt. They were enslaved. And the Israelites are quarreling with Moses for bringing them out of Egypt. And they're angry at God for essentially rescuing them, which is Dumbass craziness. Bitches. Honestly, I'm Dumbass going to just bitches. blame it on the slavery. I don't know. Blame it on the slavery. <laughs> that's <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. I feel like that's the only reason why you would do some rubbish like that. Mm. I'm going to put it on the slavery. I'm not going to hold it against them. To think that, okay... You're there and you're wanting to... I can't remember if this is the section of the Bible where they're essentially wanting to go back to Egypt after yeah. all that God did to bring them out. Moses, and this, this part of the Bible is essentially saying, stand still and think not to save yourselves by either like fighting or of like going away. Just wait mm -hmm. on God's orders and observe them. Compose yourself by confidence in God into peaceful thoughts. Of the Peaceful great thoughts. salvation that God is bringing for you. Salvation! And if God brings his people into problems, he'll find a way to bring them out. Okay? That was a great reflection. Now, moving further in this uh, Bible jumping around. So if you want to be here, acting like a vagabond. There we go. Correct God. English. God will deal with you. And in case you're wondering, like, what do these people do? Like... What is God bringing them out of? How did God bring them out? If you don't know the 10 plagues of Egypt, Come on. this is just a great story. This is just a fabulous story that you should read. If just on this. You should just go to read Exodus and read Deuteronomy. Because it's just, it's just fire. It's just really good literature. So the 10 plagues of Egypt include, this is what God did so that uh, Pharaoh would let the Israelites leave. He turned their waters into blood, killing all of their marine life. Yep. That was one. He flooded the city and waters with, with frogs. frogs. With frogs? Frogs. That's two. Frogs. There are ten. Ten. Boils all over their bodies. I don't know if you... We don't... I don't feel like people don't have boils anymore. But... People start boils. You, don't speak for a place of, of privilege. People still have boils. That's true. People still have boils. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you're, maybe if you're one of these listeners, maybe you haven't, you don't remember. I remember when I, I had a boil. That in, in uh, one. Yoruba people will call it crocro. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I had it under, under my armpit too. So wow. it was, 
it was very that was one oh god all over imagine that thing all over all your over body your body Ugh. and that's just three out of ten jesus then what? he rained down a thunderstorm of hail and fire i don't know if you know things <laughs> about the weather hail and fire that's kind of they're that's opposites kinda insane. that's kind of insane how can you rain down hail that's no hail and then and rain down fire, fire. Ow. So if the frostbite doesn't kill you, then the fire will kill you. Well, first it was the water turned to blood. Then there were frogs everywhere. Then everyone broke out with this like uncurable, like uh, like leprosy almost. And then there's just fire falling fire. from the sky. And that's and only hell. that's not even halfway through. My dear. Then he killed all their livestock. Yeah, all the, cow- the cows just dropped just dead. Just in case turning the water into blood didn't do it already. He yep. just said, they're dead. Yep. Then he just had flies and lice just for fun. Just, just for jokes. Just, just to lice. be funny. Give them lice. Then locusts ate all of their food. Locusts. You know what, lo- what scares me about locusts is that there are still plagues of locusts now. Like there are certain Bruh. places in the US where every like 50 years locusts just turn up. And that's a thing. Like it's a regular. It's like it's it. It's almost treated the same way as like weather patterns. They're like, oh, this is the year the what the locusts are coming. I'm like, how? How is that normal? So you have flies. Mm. That's six. Lice, seven. Mm. Then locusts oh to eat your food. Eight. We're not at ten. Oh, we are not at ten. <laughs> Jesus, please. In fact, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Please, I ask for forgiveness in this moment. <laughs> I, How timely. Because uh, I'm reviewing what you do to people who are your enemies. And God, I, I, I don't want I'm it. One of them. I don't want it. I pray I'm never one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, back to the podcast. Where Eto, then the same way that God said, let there be light. He removed the light. There was no light. There and not like no oh, there was no electricity. There was, there was no, no sunlight. There was a there solar was no eclipse. Sunlight. There was there a was... literal solar eclipse. God literally took the sun back. <laughs> this is the person that's saying he's fighting for me. Oh, get on the winning team! And then to no you know wrap and just it all to up. top it all off, he was like, "Yeah, we took all your livestock away, and like locusts ate your food, and like you can't drink the water now because it's blood <laughs> and hail and fire are falling from the sky." He decides to top it off. He decides to top it off with the cherry on top. He said, I'm going to take your kids. Killed everybody's firstborn. Son, because men are what? Disposable. (laughs) You're wicked. Am I? Am I? Just in the trash. All the firstborn sons just in the trash. I I don't (laughs) affirm that statement. (laughs) I would like to know that she stands alone in that take. But God did it. Now. And after all of that, after hearing all of that, you still are like, hmm, let me just mess with God a little bit. Deuteronomy 1, 30 Mm -hmm. and 31 says, The Lord your God who goes before you will himself fight for you, just as he did for Egypt before your eyes, mm-hmm. and in the wilderness, in the wilderness, where you have seen how the Lord your God carried you, as a man carries his son, all the way that you went, until you came to this place. And you still want to mess with God? This is the person you want to fight. You, you want to fight? forgive me now. Now you want forgiveness. Now you so, want forgiveness. And with all of that in mind, the fact that he's willing to forgive you for like, 
talking to your mom mean or like lying to your professor about the homework that you didn't submit. He's still willing to forgive you. Even though at the snap of his fingers, he could burn down your entire house and kill your older brother. I'm just saying. I remove lights. I'm still, I'm, I'm reading this again. I, we wrote the outline and I'm still gooped. Gooped, <laughs> gagged, and um, gumptioned. <laughs> I'm bewildered. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but with that in mind, like, it's important to understand why forgiveness is such an essential, t- like, foundational pillar of Christianity, right? You've got to eat some shit. You know, you hear about, you know the things that people are doing. And yet God forgives them. So why can't you? And nobody yeah. said it's going to be easy no. or that you have to do it cheerfully. But like I said, you got to eat some shit sometimes and really just swallow the pill and try to forgive even if it's hard. Nobody said, like I said, no one said it would be easy. Having to eat some shit goes on both accounts. Mm-hmm. So when we say we've done about forgiveness, 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 what does it mean to forgive somebody? Right. Oh you God, you're going to do another dictionary definition, aren't you? Absolutely. This is from the Oxford Dictionary. Come on, education. Yes. Forgiveness means to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. I like that flaw is included there. Flaw. Because it makes me think like, oh, somebody talks too much. You just forgive them for just being the way that they are. Yes. That's what it feels like. <laughs> you stop being angry because that person's breath smells. Yes, because what if your breath smells that day? Won't you want somebody to just forgive you and hand you a piece of gum? I don't know. What I'm saying is, I like that it included the word flaw. Let's say, look, going back to our initial story in Matthew, let's say you are the first debtor. You're the first servant. Who owes like 10 years worth of wage. Oh, sorry, 100,000 years worth of wages, essentially. It's important for you to forgive because... Your father in heaven has forgiven. That grace has already been extended to you and is currently being extended to you. You only have to ask for it and he's ready to give it to you. Right. However, I started thinking about this further and I'm like, what happens if you're the person who needs to be forgiven? Yeah, that's I feel like that's a more interesting place to talk about. So let's say you're so in this case, you're the story you're we're looking at the story of the second debtor. So if the first debtor had forgiven him, what then now goes, we know what happened because he didn't forgive him. We saw what happened mm-hmm. there. We saw how God dealt with them. We see that's why you should forgive. Now let's, let's, you know, hypothesize. Let's, let's discuss what would happen if the first debtor had actually forgiven the second one. Right. What would be deemed permissible in their relationship moving forward? In the same way that Edwina was not, like, quick to be all hugs and kisses and, I love you, Kate. Mm. Would it be, is the forgiveness still forgiveness if he never loaned to him again? True. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. And then if, because it's like, I've forgiven you for not loaning to me. But taking that into consideration, you may not be a good, um... You may not be a good, uh, you may not have a good line of credit. I mean, that's why I've always had an issue with when Christians say forgive and forget. Because, like, you, if the forgetting means that you yourself are duped into another level of scandal, yeah. 
or somebody some another person takes advantage of you that's just using that's using christianese to to just excuse foolishness that's it and so i'm wondering like if you're for, if you've forgiven someone it's like i i'm taking this instance and i'm no longer holding it against you yeah however i now know that maybe i don't loan to you loan to you again yeah or I maybe that's completely I wait justifiable some time before i loan to you and that's the thing is I feel like a lot of times Christians feel like because they have to be self-sacrificing and act as Christ acted and, you know, forgive, not not even just turn the other cheek, but like give the person the shirt off their back to like go above and beyond Girl, to make the person they've forgiven feel, feel good. Feel okay. And that's the thing is the- like you don't have to. If it takes you time to heal from somebody hurting you, you're allowed to take that time and you're allowed to take space from that person. I don't think that, I think that the forgive and forget thing, you can only forget so far before it gets you hurt all over again. That's it. Because for me, it's like, when does, when does quote unquote forgetting turn to just a lack of wisdom? Right. And I guess that's, I guess the point of that is really just to remind us of how significant it is that God forgives us over and over despite our past. And I understand that it's important for us to see our lives through that lens. Let's see. Now, this is let's say this is still fresh. Maybe only a week or mm-hmm. a fortnight has passed. Let's say another man comes to you and says, hey, I would like to loan to the second debtor. Um, he had asked for money, you know, and I, I know that you had given him money. Like, how was that experience? Should I lie? Should I say that that was a good experience? Should I no. say, oh, you know... Is it forgiveness to warn future loners should they ask? I think that is it. I guess it's a case by case thing because if you've if you've taken grace to forgive somebody for something, you owe it to the you owe it to somebody else who asks about this situation. You owe it to the other person there that's gonna that that may potentially lend them money to let them know how it how it went. But you also owe them the context to which oh like i forgive them the debt but this is what the debt was previously yeah because um, if we're just going by the definition i'm i'm not angry or resentful mm-hmm. Let's, and i've truly forgiven you i'm not angry or resentful of how you've mistreated me but i also recognize that i don't want anyone to go through what i went through yeah it's a two-way thing right it's like i don't want somebody to go through what i went through having been wronged but then as a person who did the wronging and was forgiven it's also up to me not to hurt people like that again. And that's the thing. God doesn't spare us from the consequences of our actions. Mm. When we've done wrong, God would be like, let's say you cheated on your test. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's, you know, very basic thought experiment. Mm-hmm. You cheated on your test. You went to God. You asked for forgiveness. God forgave you. If your teacher finds out and then chooses to fail you. That's it. God is not absolving you from the failure. No, God but you've not been forgiven. You from, and if you get kicked out, let's say this is at the collegiate level, and it's like, um, that's plagiarism. Yeah, full-on plagiarism. And you're asked to leave the institution. God's not going to absolve you. Yeah. It's not all roses and butterflies now that, oh, that you've, you've been, been forgiven. forgiven. No. You're, you're going to have to leave the institution. You're going to have to deal with the consequences of your actions. And I think that when we have the discussion about forgiveness, we often leave out that when you're the person who's in the wrong mm-hmm. and you are the one that needs to be forgiven, yep. you need to understand that it's not 
it's not just a, oh, you know, we're all cool and we can kiki, da 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 da. No. You're going to have to deal with any of the fallout that comes from wronging me. Mm-hmm. Because, let, literally. That's not even said in a spiteful or vengeful way. That's just a fact. No. It's just a fact because look at it. How many times have you done something messed up, gotten away with it, and thought to yourself, eh, I'll never do that again? Let's even take the cheating situation, right? You cheat on an exam. Even if you don't get caught, you go to a job and on your resume, you've put down that you have these skills, but you cheated on that test. You get to work, you have to do this task and you look like a mugu because you failed that test, but you copied and said that you, and in, on your transcript, it said that you passed. That's another consequence. Yes, you were forgiven, but those are the consequences of your actions. But it's not even then. I would say that if you even got away, that will make you want to cheat again. Because right. you got away with the first time because you got away scot-free. There was Which, no consequences. There was nothing to stop you from wanting to do it again because you got away with it the first time. Which is part of what, like, I wish there was more in this story because, like, the next part isn't just, oh, this person was forgiven and the other person made a mistake. It's there's There has to be something said about the fact that if you're asking for forgiveness or if you have just been forgiven, there is a response. You have a responsibility to make sure that you're not going to do that again. You're yes. not going to wrong people again. You're not going to yes. harm others the way that you harmed somebody in the past. It's like if you're asking somebody to give you grace, you have to also be in a place where you know what you did is wrong. You're not not just that you're not going to do it again, but you understand why it hurt the other person and you don't want to hurt other people. And I mean, it's, we sound very self-righteous over here. Unless, you know, no, 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 no. I'm saying but this from it's experience. Because I know I'm saying this as the person. I'm saying this from experience. to be forgiven. As the person who had to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. I know, I already know, listeners, you probably know this from listening to me. If I don't have a consequence, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again with vengeance. My God. <laughs> Why do you have to because, say it like that? <laughs> because God knows me and he's made sure yeah, at least you're that I have consequences See, for my actions. See, truth, responsibility, owning up to your wrongs and your, 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 um, holding yourself accountable. That's what we're for here on this That's podcast. That's what we're for here. I'm saying this as, as someone who is a royal fuck up. Like someone who's made mistakes. Okay, maybe not royal. Maybe, maybe just not like royal. maybe just like guberna- gubernatorial. You know, just like at the <laughs> government level. Maybe not like as like a monarch or anything. Just like a little bit. But someone who's messed. I up mean, me and too. Had to I'm not saying it's just because of you. No, no. It's it's something that we both know, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy because if you are a non-Christian listening to this, and you have been hurt by a portion of this text because you hear about forgiveness and it's only used in this very small lens. You're now someone, or let's say you're someone who thinks that, Oh, because you know, God says 70 times seven, mm-hmm. that means that I can't be going out and be wronging people 70 times, seven times, and then just ask for forgiveness. And that's it. Yeah. No. First of all, as we've, as we have lent, God is not the person you want to try. You don't want to fuck with him like that. It's not That's worth not it. the person not you want to do it with. It's not worth it. Somebody that will give you boils. And that's one of ten. Somebody that will kill your older brother. Somebody that will take light. Sunlight. Away. That will rain down hail. Fire. And then fire. <laughs> that's not the person you want to do this with. No. 
get on the winning team. <laughs> this is my version of evangelism. It sounds like it. <laughs> get on the winning team. Get on the winning team. But yeah, even though you are asking for forgiveness, it means that you're making an earnest effort to not do that again. And you have to also understand that you've wronged a human. You've not wronged God. God is God. He doesn't, the, the small stuff just rolls down his back. I don't know if he has a back, but yeah, it, does. it does. He has a holy back. <laughs> that's how, the, I mean, if God can turn his face toward you with favor, he's got to have a back. Back, that's true. I feel like God has turned his back on people. Yeah. I feel like that's, so it's we're assuming God has a back. Ba- yeah, you know, God has a back. Yes. God probably has like the most ripped back that's ever existed. That's how I'd like to imagine Oh, no. Strong and mighty. Absolutely. God will just, he'll forgive you because he's God. He doesn't let any of this small stuff like really get to him like that. He's upset. Well, he doesn't let things like that get to him anymore. Mm. In certain circumstances. Because don't forget, God is a jealous God. He says that next to us. That's true. He so don't just assume that oh, he doesn't have time. Don't nah. just assume he doesn't have time for this because again he's a jealous god. And if that's any it. of you have ever had a jealous boyfriend, you know what that's like. You've wronged a human being. You've upset them. So when you're making an earnest effort to not do that thing again, understand that trust has been broken. And I I feel like we don't need to say on this podcast like how quickly how long it takes for trust to be built and how quickly it can be broken. I feel like that sums right. it up already. And when you break that trust with somebody else, it takes a while, depending on the magnitude of the sin, mm-hmm. to earn that trust back. Yeah. I mean, the same way that it takes a while for a physical wound to heal, if you've broken somebody's trust, it's going to take a while for that to heal too. You know, you have to give people space to be able to not just like move on from it, but also be able to sit in and really acknowledge like how they're feeling about what you did and how they were wronged and having the patience to allow people to do that i think it it also deepens a friendship i will say like i think like if you've wronged a friend or hurt a friend and they've had time to reflect on not just how you hurt them but what their your friendship means them being able to forgive you after that means a lot more it means that more than just that they value your friendship but yeah. that they genuinely believe that you wouldn't do that thing to hurt them again. But it's an act of vulnerability. You're essentially yeah. like someone has broken, like broken you and you're inviting them to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. No strings attached. And, and it's scary. Because, it's scary as the person who is forgiving. But when you recognize as the person in the wrong, which is often the case yeah. for me, that that is what the person forgiving you is doing it makes it a little bit less likely for you to go out of your way to sin against them again like this person is putting their full trust they're literally having their heart out open saying here break it break it it's fine don't say that that hurts but i mean and and additionally like think about how you know that a friendship isn't built in a day it takes a long time to build a friendship and to get to that point of having inside jokes and intimacy and like that level of rapport. If it takes that long to build a friendship and you break someone's trust, it's going to take a while for them to feel, it could take a while for them to feel the same after it or even get back to a place where they feel comfortable with you because 
it takes a while to win somebody over. So once you hurt them, it's like you're, it's not just that you're, it's not even that you're starting fresh. You're, you're building on top of something that you broke. That's one of the things that, that like panics me a lot, that I worry about a lot. I'm constantly worried about offending or upsetting people that like I, I can stay up till 4 a.m. thinking about how in like the second grade I said some shit to a girl and I probably pissed her off and how dare I like, but it's really more, it's less that I hurt, it's less just that I hurt them. It's more that there was something there being built in like, there's a friendship being built, a relationship being built. And then I broke that. And now I have to build, build on top of the remnants of what was there before. Although this could mm. be something as simple as somebody stepping on your foot. I'm not talking about like somebody like, yeah. you sleeping with your friend's boyfriend, boyfriend and like yeah. killing her dad. Like I feel like I'm making it sound well. that deep. But yeah, friendships aren't built in a, in a day. I mean, we joke about it, but it's true. Like I feel like we learn more of those things. We learn more how to offend people less and hurt people less as we grow up. But it's worth also saying that, you know, like your 20s are the time to, to make to fuck up. You know, it's a time for us to make mistakes. But yeah. it doesn't mean that just because you're in your 20s, you could just make mistakes willy nilly and there's no consequences. Like we said, there are always consequences. Bible and academics covered. When we discuss the kind of women, even though we're in our 20s, that we want to be, we know that there are some mistakes that we can never come back from. God will still forgive you, mm-hmm. but you if you murder somebody, not saying we will, but if you murder somebody, say like if you murder somebody, if you murder somebody, God has forgiven you, but the, the federal government might not. Yeah, I mean, you see people who like, like um, there's that story of like the one of the previous popes who like there was an assassination attempt. They caught the guy who tried to kill him and they put him in jail, but the pope forgave him and regularly visited this guy like called this guy in jail and kept a relationship with him when he served his time and came out he had a relationship with the pope that's crazy but he still had to serve his time time. not because you just shoot the pope and the pope forgives you that you don't have to go to jail again you still have to go to jail you can't be unemployed as a friend yeah and that's acceptable you know sometimes you don't get a get out of jail free card sometimes you just do not pass go do not, connect, do not collect do 200 dollars. Forgiveness doesn't mean that I have. To, I still have to end to be in that relationship moving forward. Yeah, I you can for, be I unemployed can as a and friend. distance myself from that friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because again, a lot of what we've talked about in this in our podcast in general, we talk about giving people space to to feel what they're feeling. If if you hurt somebody, you hurt a friend, they have a right to just not talk to you. For a little bit, they also have a right to not talk to you ever again. Deal with it. You fucked up. That's fine. As long as you acknowledge that you messed up and you're giving them the space to, after they've forgiven you, to gauge how they want the relationship to progress, it's not in your hands anymore. And that's okay. You have to allow the person who's been in the wrong to have that space and to just decide what they want to do with it. And you can't get this as somebody for not forgiving for for forgiving you and not wanting to chill with you anymore. The same way I need a few minutes after I've woken up to just chill and I can't just be like smiling and singing and stuff. If somebody's hurt me and I've forgiven them, I've genuinely forgiven you. I just still need a couple minutes to be pissed. <laughs> That's just how my brain works. If you shot me in the kneecap and it was clearly a mistake, 
my knee's still gonna be out of commission for a few months okay let me like, be hurt don't be hurt if i send you the bill for mm. my prosthetic damn and don't be like i don't have the money well not you clearly had the money when not you the prosthetic me. oh my god you clearly had the money when you shot me. You're not me. nice. You're not nice. Then you must have had it. You are not Why nice. Else? You're not nice. And here's the thing. The whole point, we're not saying this because they're saying, be perfect. Never mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. We understand that you're going to mess up. Yep. But the same way we be telling you to do the work, you have to be accountable for your actions. You have yep. to understand the gravity of everything that you're doing. This matters. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the beauty of doing that is that you become just way more intentional as a human being. You become the kind of person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's an understatement to say somebody that thinks before they act. Your decisions matter. Yeah. They matter to a God that can do plagues. That can throw fire from the sky. That can and, kill, and kill your sons. older brother. That can give you boils. Boils in your armpits and all over your body. Taking lights. Come on. Taking light. Taking Some light. Sunlight. Not electricity or lights. The light that you... I don't know why that's the one. That I know light is me. what makes you re- what makes me laugh. God just took lights. Like Nepa. <laughs> the Americans are going to be very confused. Nepa is the main power provider. Um, Nepa stands it, for Nepa's never expect power again. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Nigerian en- energy and petroleum... What's the association? It's the, um, that's what we call the grid, like the electricity grid in Nigeria. And it's notorious for just not. Um, so it's just, it's notorious for just not doing. That's, you, that's, yeah. And when, when it doesn't God. do, when it doesn't do, we say <laughs> Nepal is taking light. And that's what she's referring to. So. Because I, I see our 20s as almost the second growing up, we often forget that we still have so much of that like teenage childishness where we have so much pride and we don't want to admit what Mm. we don't know. We don't want to admit that we're wrong or that we're at fault. Like girl, stop it. Stop it. Like we, this is coming from people who have made mistakes. Yeah. And God has redeemed us. Like we said, like we say all the time, we're preaching accountability here. We're not preaching perfection. Look, Everybody's an adult until it's time to communicate, tell the truth, or apologize. Why'd you have to say it like that? Because <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the communicating part that really got me. Everybody's an adult. Shout out to TikTok. Pride and hmm. ego will be your greatest downfall mm-hmm. if you don't learn to humble yourself at this early age. We're saying this because we've been humbled. Yep. And if you don't humble yourself, God will humble you. That's the scary thing about it too, is that it's out of your control because <laughs> <laughs> either you, you accept if the you, humility. If, you, if you're not a Christian and you fuck up, there are consequences. If you are a Christian and you fuck up, there are still consequences. And then there's God consequences. And then there's God on top, on top of it. It's important to feel the gravity of it so that you get the grace that God is bestowing on mm-hmm. you. So it's like, it's not like, oh, well, all is lost and now you're just racked, of gu- now you're just racked with guilt. Mm-hmm. God has forgiven you and right. he's not holding it against you again. Praise God. Praise, Praise God. God. But and that's why, that's why forgiveness is so radical. Mm-hmm. Is 
not only is hurting people painful, like you're hurting, you're literally hurting somebody. You're you're inflicting pain yes. on somebody in some way. It's hard to it's hard to admit that you're wrong. It's hard to ask for forgiveness, and then if it takes a while for that person to heal, that hurts you too because mm-hmm. you're you're grieving a friendship, a relationship you had, and knowing that it's not going to be the same anymore. But forgiving forgiving despite all the odds is such a radical thing to do because it's so against our nature Mm. like it's not what we do as it's it's not even like what we do or don't do as humans it's just not instinctive because that's it's an it's a vulnerable thing to essentially say to the person that hurt you okay i'm trusting you're not going to hurt me again but you could it's not even that even even just admitting, yeah. even just saying that I was wrong, I am at fault. Mm-hmm. That is also that is in itself radical because yeah. as humans, we naturally don't want to admit that we're wrong. No, we're stubborn perfection. Well, not perfectionists, but we're stubborn. We don't want to be in a vulnerable place. We don't want to see be seen as having flaws, you know, because then evolutionarily somebody's not going to want to mate with us or something like that. There's this concept called the backfire effect. It mm. was um, there's an article in 2014 by Carrie Rom in the Atlantic written about it, mm-hmm. and essentially, uh, her thesis or abstract was that disproving a misconception or disproving a lie, saying that you are wrong, mm-hmm. often strengthens that person's belief in the lie. God. So the more that you try and prove somebody to be wrong, the more that they'll think that they're right. Right. So with this study, I think it was um, there were people who were considering the side effects of the flu and whether they should get the flu shot if it was mm-hmm. safe. And when they were told that it it is safe and that the risks are not, like, by any... Oh, my God. I feel like I'm saying something political here. No, no, no. no I see what you mean. This is a flu, but, a flu vaccine. It's yeah. not... It's not, you know... We're not trying to politicize this. But, you know, just saying, like, hey, the flu shot, it, it's actually safe and the, the chances of you actually getting to experience of these side effects are so low and that's why like we we can roll it out to everybody but they were actually less willing to get it after they were shown that the flu shot was safe like, i mean that sounds like another so- vaccine we know about Ooh. Ooh. you done said it mm. you done said it mm. all the conservatives have left us now i was mm. hoping to keep that conservative coin for a little no bit they'll longer. stick around you know we still talk about jesus so they'll come back <laughs> they'll be back but it's because you feel, they felt like attacked. Like yeah. You feel attacked when you believe something in your heart and someone not only tells you, but then shows you mm-hmm, that, that you're, you're wrong. wrong. Yeah. And then if you're a Christian, that you need to ask for forgiveness. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't do a lot of uh, research, but I did a little bit today. Yeah, you and do by, lots of research. And by the research, I remembered this episode from Adam Ruins Everything, where he covered this topic. Okay. And that's the level of research I did, because I love TV, and I don't actually like research. I think it was another article around 2010 that shows that when you're proven wrong, it activates the same part of your brain as real physical pain. Really? Like, you feel pain when someone, like, has shown you that you're wrong. That does make sense, though. And it hurts so much that you have like a fight or flight response. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, but it makes a lot of sense. Oh, it makes total sense. I don't, I, I know that I don't like being wrong, but I thought it was just, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit crazy and I'm a bit of a perfectionist to have science be like, 
no, no your, brain, your your brain actually does not like being does wrong. Does not like being wrong. Like it feels the same as if somebody punched me. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, that's um, that shed a lot of light in the situation. That yeah, it's I didn't scary. Sh- it's scary when the biology actually matches how you feel, isn't it? <laughs> Yikes. But yeah, it's like there's like a you the second it it makes sense because when you're proven wrong, unless you have the humility to admit that you're being that you were wrong you get defensive because again you're vulnerable if somebody knows that you're if somebody else knows that you're wrong you're left in a place where you there's like shame right when you admit that you're Mm -hmm. wrong about something people are ashamed they're they're scared it's like you're being proven to be less than even though that's not the case it's like any situation in which you seem to be less intelligent or less um less knowledgeable is somehow a way that you that our like our brains believe oh i'm less than because i'm wrong about Mm -hmm. something but i think that's what makes following god just that much more awesome and confusing let's also put that out there confusing you're literally having to i think it was james that said that he's having to like fight against his own flesh Oh my gosh, I actually want to find this verse now. You are literally, like, being a Christian is being at war with yourself. Mm-hmm. Is wanting to do all of these things and to give into that base id and having to actively not all the time. And yep. it's so tiring. It is. It's exhausting. Like, constantly telling yourself... It's less about telling yourself you're wrong, but that the way you're thinking is not the way you should be thinking. Even though the instinct, the, even though it's your instinct to think the way you shouldn't be thinking, yeah, that's what Christianity is. Is <laughs> it's like it's the way that you already think is wrong. Is wrong. So don't do that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that's my instinct, though. Like, what you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong for just existing? Well, it's not that you're wrong for just wrong. existing. It's that there's another way to think about it. There's a better way to think about it, not just for your sake. Mm. But for the sake of your community, for your family, for the relationship with your spouse. Not that any of us have spouses. We don't. Or spices. I have spices, not you spouses. Have spices. <laughs> not spouses. Spices of our spouses. Spices of our spouses. <laughs> God, I didn't say that. Please, I rebuke it. Before she does that, I will give up. 80% of the spices for a spouse. Spices over spouses. Spouses over spices. I'm screaming. <laughs> spices over spouses. 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 If you're a Christian and you're listening to this, it's tough. I'm here to say yeah. that if you're someone, if you're going to church and they're preaching forgiveness and they're preaching grace and you hear it and you believe it, but also... You feel like you want to punch a hole in the wall punch with it. how much of your physical being it's taking you to follow God's orders. We stand mm-hmm. in agreement with you. We stand in solidarity <laughs> with you. <laughs> We're letting you know, yeah, it's tough You're right. <laughs> you are correct for the way that you're feeling. It's hard to follow Jesus because he's not a nice man. No, he's not. He's nor did he claim to be. No, nor did he claim to be. And if you're not a Christian and we haven't already scared you away with our get on the wooden team rhetoric. Kudos to you for sticking through this episode. I've got a t-shirt just for you. 
we're here to let you know if you don't take any other wisdom for mm -hmm. this. We want you to know that if you are wondering whether or not to forgive, if God is not the reason that is holding you, for your own sanity, for your own well-being, for your own peace of mind, forgive. forgive. For when they, I know that. For your own peace. Yeah, honestly, it's peace of mind more than that's anything. That's really it. Is really for your own peace of mind. To forgive it so that at least it's not weighing on you. Mm -hmm. The forgiveness is really it's for it's for your own sake. It's for you. Cause imagine how imagine God if He didn't forgive us. Imagine what He would ah. Those ten we would be <laughs> praying for. We'd be praying for ten plagues. <laughs> the way that He would deal with us God. if He didn't forgive us. So please forgive for your own sake. And if you need to, if you're the person who's been doing some wrong mm. and you need to ask for some forgiveness mm -hmm. don't be too prideful yeah it doesn't make you less than and showing that level of humility a wise man is humble yeah wow bars mm. a wise man is humble a wise man is a humble man so i guess with that with all of that in mind how are you trying to be a better person today Today, I am working on letting the anger go when I mm -hmm. forgive people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, whether, it doesn't matter how, whether that's going to like a workout class or, you know, writing it down and journaling. I need to stop holding those things so close to my chest. God is moving in my life. I don't want to be that angry and he's blessing me and I can't even uh, properly accept the blessing. Right. And I'm wrong a lot. Um, so I'm learning to be, to let down my ego and to let down like this, this fighter girl persona and apologize when I am wrong for the small things. Not just for the big things where I yeah. know I've really messed up. For I mean, the sometimes small it's harder too. with the small things because you feel like you can just get away with it almost. Mm -hmm. God, my mother is going to hear this and be like, I'm going to hold you to this. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to call me too and be like, I want to hold you to this. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't release this anymore. Yeah, no, maybe this is a deleted scene. <laughs> this should make the air. <laughs> what about you? How are you trying to be a better person to die? I think there are a couple of people who I need to just call and check in on that I feel like not even from a I'm always worried I'm upsetting people standpoint, but like that I feel like I did wrong um, and just check in with them and see, you know, just talk it through. Because I think, like you said, sometimes it's harder to ask for forgiveness for, forgiveness for the smaller things. And so just like opening that conversation up, I think is, a, is absolutely necessary. So, you know, we're asking for, we, who, who are we if we're not holding ourselves accountable? Mm. I just need to talk to those people and hold myself accountable to that too. Period. Well, it's menstrual. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say? Sorry, rewind, reverse back, reverse back. <laughs> I said period. And then I said menstrual. I'm not talking to you again. 
I'm not talking to you again. That was so bad. That was so bad. You've wronged me and you need to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> Period. But Menstrual. Been, oh, God. It's been okay. It's been just okay talking to you today, Esther. Shout out to our male <laughs> listeners. <laughs> because no matter what, disposal. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is such a chaotic episode this is not of, of like the podcast. <laughs> Esther, do you want to tell them where to find us? If mm-hmm. you were looking, if, if today's episode made you think, wow, I have to listen to these girls more, mm-hmm. then you can find us. Find us. On the, on. the Insta of Grams. Good. At a beg the pod. Spelt A-B-E-G-V-P-O-D. I was wondering, I, sometimes I wonder if I spell it fast, so I did the slow motion not Slow only motion. are you now calling our listeners illiterate, you're also saying they don't have the mental capacity to understand your spelling. Maybe they don't want to rewind. Maybe I said it fast and then they don't want to rewind to find out the proper spelling. So let's spelling. say it again. A B E G. Come on. V P O D. I beg the pod. You should follow us on social media. We're there. We're there. Well, you are doing things, you know? should follow us. You should get into, tap into the Abeg community. The We're Abeg strong. Community. We're a, might, a small but mighty community. Yes, like the tribe of Israel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what might you call us pilgrims? Migrants. Oh my goodness. <laughs> On a journey towards spiritual enlightenment. Yes, sir. <laughs> if you're listening to this on Apple... That fruit, mm. then rate and review us. Come on. Unless you have something mean to say, then make Keep sure it you to yourself. swear. Keep no, it make... to yourself. Keep it to yourself or swear. That so way, that you'll be removed. You're removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're on Spotify, the... give us a five star rating. Yeah, give the us top a five tier star rating on Spotify, please. <laughs> Let us know how we're doing. Rate us. Although, in all seriousness, we do want your feedback. So, like, if you do have legitimate oh. comments and concerns and stuff, DM us on Instagram. You know, Which that'd be fun. That would be fun. Yes. Yeah. I need something I, entertainment. I feel like I, I keep talking about the listeners and I keep mentioning things about you guys. Yet, I have heard from none of you. I hear from some. Well, I guess that's like one-on-one people talking to us is different from I'm an independent listener DMing the Instagram account. DM us. DM the Instagram yes. account. Okay. Yes. Russian roulette to see who's gonna respond. I tap the pod. Me or her. A B E G the P O D. A B E G the P O D. A B E G the P O D. How many and times do I have to tell you? My gosh. Okay. With that, thank you so much for listening to another episode of a Beg the Podcast. You're welcome. Go on. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Not you're welcome.